Hi, everybody. Anne Louise Gittleman here for the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And today I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome Dr. Michael Nelson, who is a real pioneer in the practice of functional medicine. Dr. Nelson has worked with over 10,000 patients to figure out the underlying cause of their disease and their unpleasant symptoms. He's also the head of two nutraceutical companies. And today I want to delve into the topic of sulforaphane. So good day to you, Dr. Michael Nelson. Well, thank you, Anne Louise. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell me how you started in functional medicine and why you're so interested in sulforaphane. Sure, sure, yeah. So my, actually my journey in, in clinical uh, care started back in the early 80s when I got my undergrad degree in respiratory therapy and worked in the neonatal intensive care nursery here at the local medical centers at, in Reno, Nevada. And I was absolutely um, enthralled with the ability to save lives and to um, watch the beginning of life um, start in such a dramatic way with prematurity that I thought I would go into medicine. And as I started to venture deeper into that <laughs> cause, I recognized very clearly that uh, medicine's great at saving lives, but it's not good at solving diseases. And so I, I, I turned uh, the corner and I decided to go into uh, natural healthcare. And that put me on a path to go to chiropractic college up at the University of Western States in Portland, Oregon. And I chose that because it really allowed me to model my practice after a primary care practice where I could bring people into my practice and really help them from the ground up get better, um, not just simply adjust the spine, although that was part of the process, but more um, really look at the overall impact that their lifestyle would have on them and delve deeper into some of the disease processes that were taking place that weren't being solved by the typical medical system. So <clears throat> during that time at school, this is uh, many, many years ago, it was over 30 years ago, I ran into a gentleman named Jeff Bland. Mm. And Dr. Jeffrey Bland is the founder of the Institute of Functional Medicine. And I've never lost track of it since. And he inspired me beyond uh, uh, belief, really at that time and still today is a, is a major mentor in my life and in the way I look at the world um, through the lens of functional medicine. So I started back in you know 30 years ago before it was even called functional medicine and uh, opened up my practice and began um, delving deep into the uh, underlying issues that were plaguing so many of the people back then um, from you know irritable bowel syndrome to chronic hormone insufficiency to trying to <clears throat> mitigate maybe a cancer or have a history of cancer that they're trying to not have recur to you know depression anxiety and ADHD so a whole host of and a range of different conditions that I was I was able to to delve into. So you had mentioned to me that sulforaphane was one of your favorite nutraceuticals of all time. And it's one that many of my listeners are not familiar with. Would you like to describe to us why you're so impressed with sulforaphane after using so many other nutraceuticals, phytonutrients and herbs? What is so special about sulforaphane? Oh, um, sulforaphane is, um, I mean, it is a 
it, it's got so many different biological functions in the in the body and has so much research. Right before yesterday, I was doing some uh, homework for this um, this podcast, and I just wanted to see what the level of research was like on the, uh, I use Google Scholar to look up research as well as PubMed. And so I, I punched in sulforaphane and it came up with over <clears throat> 34,000 different research articles. Oh my gosh. Were, and now keep in mind, I've been studying sulforaphane for over 10 years now. And back then it was, it was few and far between what was going on. So it's just been an explosion of research uh, on this molecule sulforaphane. Now sulforaphane comes from cruciferous vegetables and it's a glucosinolate. And a glucosinolate is what makes cruciferous vegetables so, so magical, so protective, so chemopreventative. Uh, and um, sulforaphane is found at the highest levels in broccoli, but at the very highest level in broccoli seed. Mm. So, and if you look at sulforaphane, its role uh, in, in the plant kingdom, in, in, in particular broccoli, it's to protect the plant from pestilence. So it acts as an endogenous pesticide, so to speak. So it'll keep things from eating it. And if they eat it once, they won't eat it twice because it's so bitter and tastes so bad. So the highest concentration has to be in the seed. And so um, most people think it's in the broccoli, but there's over 80 varieties of broccoli, Anne-Louise. And most of the broccoli varieties don't have any measurable sulforaphane or, or glucosinolates uh, that would be a benefit. So it becomes a real guessing game when it comes to how do you improve your diet, so your sulforaphane content in your diet if you're gonna eat broccoli or any of the other cruciferous, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, and kale. So, um, <clears throat> so I, as I started to see this research emerge, it became clear that this was going to be a tool that we all should be using in, in our daily lives um, to protect us from the amount of toxicity that's taking place to the hormonal imbalances, to the xenohormones, to the estrogen mimickers, to the chronic um, toxicity that we're just burdened with on a daily basis. And so forfane acts to solve literally every one of those problems and has been clinically shown to do that, not only in my practice, but throughout the world in other researchers' labs as well. So not all sulforaphane is created equal, is what you're saying, which, I find, which I find yeah. fascinating. Uh, are there certain types of sulforaphane we should look for? In, in other words, it's highest in the seed. It's very protective against pesticides, herbicides, any kind of issue that involves estrogen metabolism is my understanding. But what do we, what does the consumer look for? Is there a brand name that you can suggest to people? Because there's one that I know of that I stumbled across many years ago, but I'm curious to see what you say. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, so forfeit, not all broccoli is the same. That's what I want to be clear on. And not all cruciferous are the same. So in order to get the sulforaphane, you have to have enough of the precursor material called glucoraphanin, which is the highest in the seed. And that's what you really want to focus on is a seed extract. Most people are looking at um, uh, a broccoli sprout extract, which has about 
10 times less uh, sulforaphane glucosinolate in it. <clears throat> so that's why I only use a seed extract. And the seed extract that I use is Vitalica Plus. Um, it's been a product that has been um, proven over and over again in my practice and with my patients, but also with some of their research that they've done. And the fact that they were at the very forefront of the beginning of the sulforaphane story when they worked with Johns Hopkins in developing actually a seed variety of broccoli. So they actually have, I think, three or four different uh, seed patents on their particular um, cultivar, their variety of, of broccoli <clears throat> that has been hybridized, not genetically modified, simply stressed so that it will produce more of the, the glucosinolate sulforaphane in it. And this is where the story really becomes exciting because now mm -hmm. we know we have a reliable source of the sulforaphane in this seed extract. And I can apply it to populations uh, and conditions um, in a very confident way and show um, both in laboratory results, but also in imaging results. We do breast thermography in my practice here, and we can see the impact that it has on breast tissue um, and the estrogen metabolism endogenous in the breast. Mm. So it's something that's been really beneficial in my patient population. So who would this benefit? In other words, if, if I came into you as a functional medicine uh, patient and I said to you, Dr. Nelson, I want to live to the age of 120. You would do all kinds of clinical cutting edge testing that I know you specialize in in your clinic in, in Reno. But how would you determine if I was a candidate for this particular Vitalica Plus? Well, <clears throat> I've said this time and time again, uh, both with my patients and on stage, that using sulforaphane on a daily basis is no different than putting your seatbelt on when you go and drive your car. So there's really nobody that I would not recommend this, whether it's a, it's a, it's a young child to a older adult that's looking to, to maintain the integrity of their DNA. And this is, where, this is really where the rubber meets the road. The one common denominator between all diseases, uh, well, majority of the diseases is this inflammatory response that we see. And that inflammatory response damages DNA. And that DNA damage manifests as all the chronic disease processes that we see in aging. So sulforaphane, when you use it on a regular basis, helps to protect, literally protect the DNA from being damaged. And this is what's so exciting about using a substance like sulforaphane is you're literally putting your seatbelt on for the crash that's taking place every single day and revert and decreasing the damage that's taking place in the nuclear material of every single cell of your body with sulforaphane. So if this is so protective of DNA and there are people that are coming down with all kinds of degenerative diseases and cancer, God forbid, are there particular types of cancer that this can aid in the eradication of? I know you can't make specific claims. I wouldn't want you to, but what would be in your arsenal for certain types of cancerous conditions? Well, um, the, the big ones that have been studied um, that really have a, a tremendous amount of now clinical evidence and research evidence are prostate and breast cancer. 
So those two have been shown to significantly um, benefit from the intake, not only of cruciferous vegetables, but of sulforaphane in an extract form. Uh, and I'll give you an example. When we look at somebody that's had prostate cancer and they've had a radical prostatectomy where they had their prostate removed, <clears throat> they'll follow those patients up with regular uh, testing of their prostatic specific antigen levels, PSA levels. Now there's no prostate left, but what they do know is that when that prostate gets removed, they haven't necessarily gotten all the cells that are cancerous. So they'll see cells spread and seed in different areas in the body. And this is the same, um, it's the same cell line as the prostate. So it's got an, it'll react as a increase in your prostatic specific antigen, your PSA levels will go up. As that level goes up, there's a high indication that you're going to end up with a, uh, a metastasis of the prostate cancer that was already taken out. And so they follow the PSA doubling time. So as that doubling time increases, eyebrows get raised and we start to get concerned that we're going to be seeing this cancer emerge somewhere else. Well, when people use sulforaphane and they follow the, the PSA doubling time, it's reduced by 86%. Wow, that's jaw-dropping. Incredible. So, so it's, it's an incredible tool for, for prostate cancer. And the same, the same um, efficacy is also seen in breast cancer. So sulforaphane helps to um, protect the DNA, but also helps to manage the xenoestrogen burden, the, the, the hormone levels that are coming from your environment, not just your endogenous hormones that you're making, but the hormones that are actually coming from other areas in our environment, like the plasticizers and the phthalates and all these things that look and feel and, and react in your body, just like estrogen. Sulforaphane protects you from that damaging impact that will, that, that will have on your DNA. Um, so breast cancer is another extremely well verified cancer that sulforaphane has been very effective in helping to not only reduce, but eliminate. So we have prostate cancer, we have breast cancer. I've heard stories about colorectal cancer. Do you have any experience in that regard? Yeah, um, same, same thing. So when we look at colorectal cancer, one of the major factors in colorectal cancer is actually insulin. And mm -hmm. when you look at people that are insulin- Interesting, interesting. It's a, it's a, growth, it's a growth hormone, so it'll really push um, cell division. And of course, your cells and your intestines repair every one to six days. They're brand new. And so there's a lot of replication taking place. And you can imagine if there's DNA damage and you're reproducing that damaged DNA cell, then you're going to have a cancer. And so again, sulforaphane goes into the DNA and protects it from the DNA damage and has been shown to reduce polyps. It's been shown to reduce the recurrence of polyps after they've been removed. Um, so it's a very effective tool in that regard. Now, I want to mention something because um, I think we were, we were both speaking in, in Los Angeles a year or so ago at the Cancer uh, Control the Cancer Society. And cancer Control. Yeah. 
and I presented some information there on some new research on the implications of sulforaphane and pancreatic cancer. And what I showed was there's a drug called Nexavir, which is a mainline drug for, it's a chemotherapeutic drug that's used in pancreatic cancer. Uh, and it's, it's very toxic, it's very harmful, it's very damaging, but it can get by some time. And what they did is they looked at the, the addition of sulforaphane in pancreatic cancer, and they showed that it absolutely obliterated the stem cells associated with that cancer. Mm. And this is the holy grail. That this is, is where it really starts to get interesting. When you can remove the, the stem cells, the, the cells that are going to come back and reemerge as a cancer, along with a chemotherapeutic drug, now you've got a partner. You've got a partner and you really want to look at. And so the point that I was making at that talk was that sulforaphane can enhance the chemotherapeutic benefit of some of these drugs, these very toxic drugs, and it can actually help to remediate and reduce the stem cell burden in some of these cancer, cancer cells, the stem cells. So it's a powerful tool. So can people just use this to moderate their hormones? There's so many women that are estrogen dominant, Dr. Nelson. Yeah. Many women that are progesterone deficient and we're all exposed to xenoestrogens that are so toxic to the estrogen, natural estrogen receptors. Is this something that can help to moderate your natural hormone balance? Is this something women that are going through PMS, perimenopause and menopause should know about? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, put your seatbelt on, put it on every time you drive your car, which means every time you wake up, take your sulforaphane. Um, and so here's what it will do. Estrogen goes through a very specific metabolic process in the body. And we're really good at the first part, the phase one, we can really do a good job. The problem is, is as we're so good at that, it turns it into a very damaging form of estrogen. So we have to be able to bind that damaging form of estrogen and pull it out. And so that's exactly what sulforaphane does. It actually helps to pull out that bad estrogen, that intermediate. And that's where sulforaphane shines. It's a major uh, conjugator of xenohormones such as estrogen metabolites. And this is where it shines. And this is where people really need to, to, to consider using it because even if they're not having PMS symptoms, even if they're not having any estrogen imbalances that they know of, they're chronically being exposed to exogenous estrogen mimickers that they need to, they need to get out of their body. And that's what sulforaphane will help to do. It will pull it, it will drain it, it will get rid of it from the body if they use it on a regular basis. So how do you take the Vitalica Plus, <clears throat> and this is, the, this is the variety of the seed that has been tested through or developed through Johns Hopkins, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the company that actually did it is a, they're a, they're a seed company, they're, they're a remarkable company, and they're, they're a company that um, has really taken, taken up <laughs> the, the charge in developing um, the cultivar of broccoli, um, to have the highest level of the sulforaphane in it. And so that, that's what Hopkins was struggling with. They couldn't go to the grocery store and find um, broccoli that was all the same. 
In fact, they found broccoli, they looked good, but it didn't have any of the active ingredient. So that's why you need to standardize the process in order for you to get the results that you're looking for. And that's what this company has done. They've standardized the seed and then they standardized how they pull the active ingredient out of the seed. And they use non-solvent based extraction techniques using CO2, a very sophisticated way to pull out the active ingredient and purify it so that you're getting a known quantity in each capsule. And now the beautiful thing with what they've also done is they've combined it back with the, the activator of sulforaphane called myrosinase. Nobody else mm. is doing Yeah, that's they, a big one. That's a big missing piece. Yeah, they put it back together with myrosinase and myrosinase is what really turns, flips the switch for sulforaphane to become active. So how does one take this? Are there different dosages, for example? Are there different um, strengths of the product? There are, there are a couple different strengths. And what I typically recommend, there, there's a dose-dependent um, dose relationship between sulforaphane. Um, and it, it, it's, it's grass, so it's generally recognized as safe, meaning that you're not going to have any adverse um, events take place. It's not going to hurt you if you take too much. And what I typically recommend is, you know, start with a little bit more. Um, just to get in front of the, the detoxification and the antioxidant response and the support of the DNA damage that's been taking place for years and years and years and really start to use it on a, on a higher dose level. And then over time, if you're finding that you want to try and um, maybe drop down the dose, experiment with a lesser dose. But what I found is that I can use... Um, I, uh, there's often when I'm not using enough. And I would see that in my, my test when I would measure my estrogen metabolites. So I'm always leaning towards sufficiency and not insufficiency. So I recommend that you use, you know, anywhere from our Vitalica Physician Strength product that is one to two capsules, maybe even three to four capsules, depending upon your situation. Um, and you use that daily for you know, in an in indefinite period of time, I don't think that there's anything wrong with continuing to use this product for a long period of time in the environment that we're living in. And I noticed something else about this particular company. They have a topical, a topical sulforaphane. So you're putting broccoli seed all over your face and body. What would be <laughs> the benefits of using this topically, please? Well, <clears throat> here, this again, you know, we could go down so many rabbit holes with sulforaphane and its impact on uh, human biology. Uh, skin um, has its own unique uh, set of circumstances. It's exposed to a lot of ionizing radiation in the form of UV light. And that UV light, when it hits the skin, it will actually cause it to damage the DNA. And again, <clears throat> sulforaphane acts as a DNA seatbelt protectant and helps to support the, the, the actual strength of the DNA and reduce the damaging effects of DNA. So, and, and I've got a personal story. I live, you know, I'm right here at Lake Tahoe. So I'm 66,000 feet in the air mm. and the, the 
you know, I've got a lot of UV exposure here and, you know, I'm, I'm, my heritage is from Iceland, so I'm not exactly built for high UV exposure, but oh I still God. go out quite a bit and ride my bike and hike and do all sorts of fun stuff outside and ski. And I would get sunburned all the time. I had major, you know, sunburn issues just being here for 30 years. And I started taking the Vitalica Plus and I was telling the folks over at Caudel, the CS Health, the people that make the, uh, the raw material, I said, you know, I don't know, I'm not getting sunburned anymore. And I'm not really, and I don't like to put on a lot of these chemicals on my skin because I knew they weren't good for me. But I got to tell you, I'm not getting sunburned anymore like before. And I go, I think it's this, this sulforaphane I'm using. And they laugh and they go, we've heard that a few times. I go, well, I think it actually is working. So I started looking at the research. And again, Hopkins led the charge on this. And they found that when they put people, they exposed their skin to UV light enough to give them an erythemal dose, a sunburn. And then they would actually post exposure after they exposed the skin to the actual damaging UV light, they put the actual sulforaphane topically on the skin. They saw that the erythemal um, uh, response dropped off, meaning the sunburn started to go away. And when they did a punch biopsy and they looked at what was going on inside that cell, they found that there was all these mechanisms that were also, we also knew were happening inside the body when you took it orally, were happening topically on the skin, such as you were seeing a reduction in inflammation. You were seeing a very protective effect of a, a, an enzyme called NQ01 was starting to increase. And this is very protective of the P53 gene, mm. which tumor suppressor gene. And this is, this, is, this is mutated in over 50% of all the cancers that are happening today in the world. The, the, this gene is being damaged and is no longer serving as a protectant. And what we found, what they found was sulforaphane activates the very enzyme, the NQO1 gene and enzyme to protect the P53 gene. So it makes sense to put it on your skin as well. If you're trying to protect yourself from um, you know, UV exposure and other toxicants, the, the polyaromatic hydrocarbons that we're exposed to and all the other pollutants that are ambient in the air. So it, it's, a, it's another wonderful tool for people to consider using if they want to try and um, help protect themselves. So women are very concerned about age spots, the brown yeah. spots, the liver spots, call it whatever mm -hmm. you will. And they're concerned about wrinkles and they're concerned about skin sagging and tone. Do you see any benefits in those areas? Yeah, skin aging is related again to DNA damage and cross-linking of the tissue. So um, <clears throat> they, I know there's, I'm hearing some, some, some noise out there that they're doing some research right now on actual, uh, the appearance of skin. And this is, and the appearance and the actual hydration of the skin. So I know that there's some people talking in, in the wings, if you will, on the implications of sulforaphane and how that will affect that. So I believe in the near future, we're gonna to start to see a lot more evidence coming out through the scientific research community on the impact of the health and vitality of the, the skin itself and how it's being protected and, and maintained uh, in a youthful state uh, when you use sulforaphane both orally and transdermally.
So in our last remaining minutes, can you tell me, Dr. Nelson, of any of the outstanding real-life results of people that have either taken the internal sulforaphane Vitalica Plus or the topical? Anything that would really make people say, wow, I need this product? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a bunch, but I'll give you a couple good ones. Um, <clears throat> I had a gentleman that came in to see me, and he was... Uh, he was, he was seeing me just for a, a general functional medicine workup. And of course, in that workup, we were talking about all his history and come to find out that he had, uh, he had um, uh, lung cancer many years ago. And they were following it and they were, they were monitoring a spot uh, on his lung to see if it was getting deviling or growing or increasing or spreading. And they were doing this with uh, CT scans on every, they were doing it every six months, but it had been stable for a few years. So now they were doing it every year and they were following some tumor markers that were also stable. And so he, I told him, I go, you really need to consider using uh, the Vitalica Plus um, just, as a, just as a way to, to keep everything in line and protect yourself from any future occurrences. There's a tremendous amount of research on it. There's a tr and so he, he vetted it with his oncologist and I sent the oncologist some research and um, communicated with him and they go, okay, well, it won't hurt him. So let's give it a try. And, mm -hmm. and we didn't think there was going to be any real, you know, change. Comes back six months later and he showed me the scan. He goes, the spot that they've been monitoring for, I think at this point, it was about five to seven years. It was, it was, long, it was quite a bit post-cancer, uh, post was gone, was 100% gone. Mm. And, and, I, and he goes, I, I haven't changed anything, he's telling me. I only thing I've done is I've started to use the uh, Vitalica Plus that you told me to use. And I go, well, that's wonderful. So um, the, keep on it. Don't, don't get off of it. Another example would be a, a, a young lady that came in that had, um, she had had breast cancer and she was, she was, she was on tamoxifen. She was getting ready to finally get off tamoxifen, which is, is very typical. They'll keep you on that for maybe three to five years. And then they, they typically try and wean you off of it. And she was concerned. And so I go, well, let's look at some estrogen markers in your urine. So we do a two to 16 hydroxyestrogen uh, measurement. And, and we also measure the, the intermediate, the, the bioactive intermediate that gets in, that's involved in the estrogen metabolism. And I found, wow, this is really elevated. I haven't seen this that elevated. You need to be very careful here. Let's get you on the, um, this sulforaphane product, the Vitalica Plus, and let's monitor this. I need to make sure that you, this goes down. I need this down because this is a very cancer-causing byproduct of estrogen metabolism that we need to manage, and you need to know that you're managing. So we started the process, and, and she was on quite a bit. She, she was taking, I think, three capsules twice a day. And so <clears throat> we followed up with a test, and her 4-hydroxyestrogen had normalized completely. How long, how long a period of this time? Was, this was three months. So it wasn't long at all. I didn't want to wait long because I didn't want to keep her on a product that wasn't working. So I, I measured it within 12 weeks and, and saw dramatic results. Not only that, when she was coming in for, uh, for thermography imaging. We also saw that the, there's, there's indications in 
thermography that show active estrogen uh, activity. Hmm. It lights up as more increased vascularity. And so we're seeing a lot more vascularity when we initially started working with her. And her follow-up thermographies showed that they had normalized. She went from a four, which is a high level, down to a two, which is what would be considered normal. And this, this coincided perfectly with the, the drop in the 4-hydroxyestrogen levels as well. So it was a, it, it, these are one of two of many cases, but these are the kinds of things that I was, uh, I've been excited about ever since learning about and working with the sulforaphane product from uh, Vitalica Plus. It's a, it's a real good tool for anybody to use. Um, and there's brain, brain uh, benefits as well. Now they're looking at Alzheimer's because it helps to basically reduce the inflammatory burden in the brain. People, kids with autism, they've showed that it drops their autistic spectrum disorder um, uh, behavioral abnormalities by over 34% in rapid order, like four to six weeks mm. um, when they start taking it. And they regress right back up to to um, to their normal levels after they discontinue it, so it 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 comes back to where they were if they don't stay on it. So there's 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 a lot more to this story than just simply cancer and hormones. There's a there's a whole body effect of sulforaphane. Um, it's something that I I know is going to be in the limelight uh, in the coming years and decades to follow. So what does the future hold for you and sulforaphane? Well, you know, I'm, I, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm now the uh, uh, CEO and owner of a couple of nutraceutical brands. And my, my goal and objective is really just to get the message out there and let people know that there's, an, there's ways to, to help them heal healthfully um, that they can do without having to go through all the rigors of going to a, a specialist. They can start to take advantage of some of these magical molecules that nature gave us to support our, our overall well-being and um, really keep us vital and healthy for the extended period of time that we're going to be on this earth and, and do the good that we're here to do. So that's really my message. I'm here to, to again, support um, you know, the people that I collaborate, people like you and Louise, um, and, and really help people understand that there are tools out there that are very effective in their quest for optimal health. So thank you so, so much. This is going to conclude our interview today in this episode of First Lady of Nutrition podcast. I want to thank my very, very articulate, very interesting guest, Dr. Michael Nelson, for being my guest today. Thank you again, Dr. Nelson. You're welcome. Pleasure. And we'll see you next time. Just remember, folks, this episode has been brought to you by Unikey Health Systems, my go-to for all my fundamental products. Check out their BioBuilder, their MagKey, and their Super GI Cleanse. And I wish you all a beautiful and healthy week. Bye-bye for now.